So I mentioned the Rangers before as they fall uh, to the Canucks um, and give up a ton of goals. They were down early, battled back. They end up losing 6-3. to three. And, you know, I, I talked about it earlier, and everybody went up in arms. I, I mean, I... I they, I mentioned uh, I put they put out a story on on you know on all the social media about me being a little nervous about Igor and I thought you know, people were just like you even watch hockey Igor's been great I'm like okay Igor's been great he is an all star he has been you know pretty he's been okay he's been pretty good he's still one of the better goalies in the league and I think on any given night he can be as good as any goalie in the league and I still trust him but ultimately he's not been the same. He just hasn't. I'm sorry. I want, He's not been the same as he was two years ago. He just hasn't been for a year and a half now. He just hasn't been. I still trust him. I still think when he's at his best and he goes through streaks, he went through a five-game streak where he played great. But, again, he wasn't the main issue in this game. There were <clears> – I was kind of watching it while I was – I was watching it with no sound while I was watching the the championship game a little bit. I uh, watched the, the Rangers early and then switched. But, like, he's just – you know, he's let up a couple of uh, bad goals, uh, one in particular in this game that I felt like even though it was off a, a turnover, it was just a backhand that went right through his legs that he was right in front of him and he saw the entire time. And, again, they didn't play well defensively, and they have games like that where they just they haven't played well defensively, but I'm, I'm already looking at this team clearly as a playoff team, right? So I look at it as what do I need to see in the playoffs. And while they're scoring a ton of goals – and while they've come back, and they've come back from deficits, I mean, they're down 3-1. I don't blink an eye that they're going to get back in this game. And I thought that, and they made it 3-2, and two, and then they fell apart and gave up a couple goals within a few minutes. <clears throat> but I look at this team as a playoff team. And I look at this team, and I see guys who are obviously key to the team, like Panarin and Zabanajad. Who, when it comes to the playoffs, what we've seen over the last handful of years is the goaling, the goal scoring dries up a little bit. So, I need to make sure that my goalie and my defense are ready for playoff games. Now, again, it's a one game against the Canucks. The Canucks are a very good team. They actually have pretty much the same record at twenty six eleven and three, and the Rangers are twenty six eleven and two. So, they're one of the better teams in hockey. It's not the end of the world. They lose a game 6-3 to the Canucks, but I'm still a little concerned about Igor. When Quick has been the more, like every time you you look and the, the Rangers have given up six, five, six goals, it's usually with Igor in that. Now he plays a lot more, to be fair, but I just, I'm still a little concerned. And I saw Sal tweet out the same thing. So go after him too, because everyone, everyone went after me on that social media post about Igor, like, do you know? Do you realize it wasn't on him? Yeah, I realize it wasn't completely on him, but I also realize that he hasn't been the same player. He just hasn't been. And this is supposed to be a team that's going to win the cup. That's there's that's the only thing left. Now we'll see what they do at the trade deadline to bolster this team. I'd be interested to see, you know, what Drury does to add to this specific team and what they need. I mean, again, defense, a little bit of toughness. But ultimately, they're, they're pretty high-powered scoring. Uh, they've they've been able to play to the style here of the new coach, and they've done an excellent job. And they pretty much, for the most part, I mean, they haven't really – this was uh, – I think this was the first time all year or their, uh, the second time all year. They've lost back-to-back games. Now, the other one was in the shootout 
against uh, Montreal, and they came back in that game to tie it up. But ultimately, this is a team that is the closest to winning a championship. And I'm still a little bit concerned about their defense and their goalie, and they need to shore it up uh, and make sure that this team, because again, I've seen enough Ranger playoff games. I don't care who's playing. I don't care who's coaching. I don't care. I've seen Ranger playoff games for the last decade and a half, and they are all hard-fought, tight, goals-don't-come-easy kind of games. And hard-fought series that go seven. And you can't give a game away by by having performances like they've had a handful of times over the last three weeks. But maybe they're not the closest team to winning a championship. Maybe it's the New York Knicks. Because they don't lose. The Knicks don't lose. The Knicks have not lost since the trade. The Knicks, since getting OG, have been the real deal. They have rattled off four wins in a row, including a very impressive 128-92 to victory over the 76ers in a game that they absolutely ran them out of the gym. Now, the Sixers didn't play well in that game, and you could see it early on, but still, this Nick team and Randall and Brunson and OG and Anobi, the way they've played here, and the DiVincenzo's played better. The, I'm like this is it's it's four games, right? And it's against two good teams and two bad teams. The Timberwolves and the the 76ers and the Bulls and the Wizards. And they'll play tonight uh at home against the Trailblazers. And hopefully they win this game too, obviously. But they've been playing like the minute Ananubi came in, it's almost like he fit the team perfectly. Like you have to admit, whatever you thought about the trade originally, you have to put it aside. Like it has changed the way they've played basketball in every way. What he has brought to this team, again, not always being the sexiest of you know numbers. You know, not being the reason they've won. He hasn't gone off and dominated a basketball game, but he can do so much without even touching the bas- basketball. The way he defends, the way he can spread spread the floor, <clears throat> the way he can hit the corner shot, and what it's done for Randall. And so, I mean, if Randall is going to play like this, and we know how Brunson can play, and now you're still looking for that one more move. I get it. We're all, we're all waited with bated breath on what they can do. But the question is, if that move doesn't come if that superstar doesn't become available if they aren't able to trade what has this what has this one move done to the team and how much better is it than it was prior because it was stagnant like it had reached the limit as much as we liked quickly and what he brought and they're gonna have to you know figure it out you're seeing more uh you know from different guys on the team now you're seeing more from Grimes you're seeing, you know, obviously they're going to get more playing time uh, to McBride. You're going to get Deuce in there, obviously, more. You're going to need to recover that bench scorer a little bit. But the overall, you know, starting five and the scheme of how they played basketball here has changed instantly and has changed for the better. So the question is now, with Randall averaging, what, 30 points? Since OG joined the team, is this team in an Eastern Conference that, you know, is 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 pretty good at the top, 
But the 76ers are the third best team in the conference. And again, it was a bad night for Philadelphia. I don't think the Knicks go in there every night and beat Philadelphia. But right now, they are tied. Four through seven, uh, four through eight, all have the same record. They are tied with Miami for the fourth seed. They're right there with Orlando. The Pacers have been playing very well and just beat the Celtics. Uh, the Cavaliers, all 21 and 15, all playing well, all on winning streaks. Are they, I mean, I thought they were right there before the trade. I think clearly, despite the fact that they are currently the eighth seed, I don't think there's a team in that bunch that is better than the New York Knicks right now. I don't think there's a team better than the New York Knicks in that bunch. So then the question is, are they capable of taking it to the 76ers, which I think they showed at least on that night they are, and are they a team that is a legitimate threat in this conference without making that trade. Now, that if if the answer to that is now suddenly, well, if Randall is this, then yes. If that's the answer to that question, which I'm not sure it is, I don't think it should stop uh, Rose and this organization from going out there and attempting to get that superstar. I think you. I think the time is now to seize on it if they can. But if they can't, I still think this team is far better, and we're going to find out. Right, well, the season's going to tell us. And let's see who they they got. Uh, obviously, uh, Baltimore neck. Uh, Baltimore, oh my God, Portland. The Trailblazers next. Let me check their full schedule. Uh, one, two. All right. So they got Portland next. Then they're on the road for Dallas and Memphis. Then they come home for a stretch uh, where they'll play. Four games in in almost seven, four games in six nights or seven nights, Orlando, Houston, Washington, Toronto, Brooklyn, like they have winnable games. You know, at Dallas is going to be a tough game, but they play the 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 Brooklyn Nets who are falling apart here on next Tuesday, who don't play all week long, going to Paris. But you're looking at Denver, Miami. Like right now, this is the time to, they're playing their best basketball. They have a schedule where they go on the road for the next two games, and then they're home for four in a row. Where you're looking to make some hay there against Orlando, who's at who's tied with you right now, Houston, Washington, Toronto, all winnable games right there. So that's where you want to make. And then Brooklyn in Brooklyn, those are all winnable games. One, two, three, four, five straight games that they should win. So let's keep the good times rolling with the New York Knicks. And that's really the question. What do they, can they make this trade? Do they need to make this trade to compete? That's been the overprevailing thought. That even, you know, that this this trade wasn't a trade that transforms them into a contender. Sure, it makes them slightly better. But I don't know if anybody saw the instant impact this trade would have. And I think the instant nature of it makes me even more positive about it. Because sometimes, you know, a new guy comes here, it, it takes time to translate. You just lost two guys that you have been playing with forever. I mean, the talk was, you know, Randall was talking about it. it's weird, but losing, you know, IQ and, and losing and losing uh, Barrett, we, we're going to have to play differently. But instantly, instantly, Ananubi has changed ex- how they play, and they are a far better team. They're far better defensively. They run the floor better. 
They're spacing better. They're shooting better. It's brought the most out. Now, it's four games, but it's brought the most out of Randall. I feel like DiVincenzo's played better. And obviously, Hartenstein coming in and playing the way he's playing has been a revelation. I mean, he's coming in, and 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 as much as you know, they missed the rebounding, he stepped in and been incredible. I mean, Mitchell Robinson, one of the better offensive rebounders in the sport, but what we've seen from Hartenstein, who, who's come in, I think he's actually better offensively. I think he he's a better passer. I mean, you saw blocks. He's defending the rim. He's doing everything that Mitchell Robinson was doing, but he's he's brought a little different. As much as Mitch, Mitchell Robinson can be an energy guy and an offensive rebounder and a second shot creator and all that, I mean, if it really kind of feels like you haven't missed anything. And something about him, something about the energy. Now, again, it's all coming with everyone playing well and winning basketball games, so it's easy to say that. But he's blocking shots. He's getting rebounds at a crazy clip. He's getting 15, 20 rebounds a game. He's been great. And this team is proving that maybe they don't need the superstar. And maybe this coach, now that he's got a roster that better suits his style, and if Randall can be the player he's been the last two weeks, that... Maybe, just maybe, this team's better than we think. It's four games, but it's been one hell of a ride. And it was instant. And that's what I love about it. It didn't take a second. He, it fit like a glove the minute it happened. Now, he hasn't really gone crazy as far as point scoring. But his defense has made an, an instant impact. And just everything about him has changed this team. And that trade has brought the best out of a handful of players, and even the emergence of Hartenstein and the injury of Mitchell Robinson has changed who this team is. And right now, it feels good to be a Knicks fan.